Hello my fellow survivors, victims and practitioners of recreational violence. This is the Surviving White Belt Podcast. Your shoulder to cry on after the 200 pound gym buddy has been cross-facing you for 5 minutes straight. Your crutch to lean on when that skinny blue belt has been leg-locking you again and again every time he could find your foot. But most importantly, it's your place to ask questions, share stories and realize that you're not the only one struggling. The goal of Surviving White Belt is to help you stay on the path and enjoy the beauty of Jiu-Jitsu. Hello everybody and thank you for tuning in again to the Surviving White Belt podcast. Today, we're going to talk about your first steps on the mat, how to prepare, how to behave, and what to expect. So I hope by now you've done your research on the gyms available and you've made your first choice. Please make sure to contact the guys beforehand, either by mail, DM on Instagram, or by a phone call. And if it's a gi class, ask if you can borrow a gi on site or what other training gear you should bring if you don't have one. What I can recommend you to do before the first class or actually before any training class is to brush your teeth because you're going to be very close to your training partners and it's just not so nice if you're having a bad breath. Maybe take a shower if you've been sweating a lot during the day and most importantly trim your finger and your toenails because it's not only unhygienic but you can also injure your training partners or yourself if your fingernails are too long and too sharp. So what is there to bring to your first class? I would recommend you to bring a water bottle, flip-flops or slippers to move between the locker room and the mat space or also the toilet, and also a towel and a shampoo for the shower right after. And if you already have one, also bring a mouth guard for the sparring later. Most importantly, be on time. And being on time, especially during your first class, means be early. 15 minutes will usually be enough to talk to your coach, maybe introduce yourselves to the other students and just have a chill time before starting your first session. I know it's very nerve-wracking to go into a new gym. Even after years of training, I've always had the feeling when I went into a new gym that I was just a little bit nervous, didn't know what to expect. So for sure, it's going to be a bit of a challenge to come into a new environment and start your jiu-jitsu journey. But don't be worried. Jiu-jitsu people are really nice and welcoming. So just make sure you're on time. Your finger and toenails are trimmed. You bring everything that you need. If it's a nogi class, bring some board shorts or gym shorts, preferably without any pockets because fingers or toes, either your own or your partner's, can get stuck in it and that can lead to injuries. So we, of course, want to minimize the risk of injuries. This is why we prefer board shorts or proper fighting pants if you already have those. But for your first training, it doesn't really matter. Just make sure they don't have pockets. When it comes to a top, even if you're training in the gi, I would recommend you to bring some sort of sportswear I preferably use compression wear because it just doesn't slip and you can use the same for a no-gi class. If it's a gi class, 
Um, you will be faced with your first challenge even before stepping on the mats, which is going to be tying your belt. So either you look it up on YouTube beforehand, but if you don't have a belt to practice on, it's going to be difficult to do it in the gym. So maybe ask your coach or a training partner how to do that properly. And yeah, this is also a very good way to make your first connection and show that you're humble and that you just want to have a good time and learn with the other people. Once you step on the mat, usually the class starts by all of the students lining up. Again, if it's a gi class, you're going to be seeing the different belt ranks from white, blue, purple, brown to black, depending on how mature the class already is. It's the easiest and most respectable of you to line up at the very end of the queue that shows that you're new, other people will know to take care of you, and you will have an easier time to perform the moves that are going to be done in the warm-up. After a short bow and maybe some words of the coach, usually the warm-up starts. As I said in the first episode, those can be very different. At Roots Collective, it really depends on the coach and also on the subject that we're doing. Sometimes we do warm-up games, but usually we run a little bit, maybe circle our arms and do some basic moves to get our joints warm. With other coaches, we do shrimps and forward rolls and basic jiu-jitsu moves that you've most likely never seen or never performed before. Don't be ashamed. You can just ask your classmates or just watch what they're doing and try to do the same. It might be difficult in the beginning. It might feel very awkward, but it's really nothing to be ashamed of because every one of us has been there. If they're wearing a blue belt or a black belt, it doesn't matter. All of us were white belts once. It was all super new and embarrassing to us. It doesn't matter. Just be part of the class and try to do as good as you can. After a short warm-up, usually that's when the technique part starts. The coach will signalize you to be quiet by saying something like paro or time or do it in any other way that they just do it in this class. This is the time where you either sit down or just stand around the coach. Make sure you see how the technique is being performed. So make sure you line up where the other students are sitting or standing so that you can actually see what's happening. This is the time where you're quiet while the coach is actually explaining what to do. When he asks you if you have questions, this is the time where you can gladly ask. And afterwards, you're going to be teamed up. When you're a beginner, sometimes the coach chooses a partner for you. If that's not the case, which also happens a lot, then just try to find somebody of your size and strength, preferably somebody who is of a higher belt level than you, because that usually means that they can explain you something a little bit better. If it's a class with mixed levels, then of course you can do that. Sometimes it's going to be a beginner's class, then you just have no choice. Then just try to stick with somebody who is approximately your size and weight. And yeah, just go through the moves. The coach will usually walk around, see how you do. This is the time to talk to your partner and ask questions. But please take the drilling seriously. It really varies throughout the gyms how often reps are being done um, or what the task is. But make sure that you're being a good training partner. You're not too stiff when your training partner does the moves on you. And you're not using too much force and aggressiveness when you are doing the moves to them. This is really about learning and getting the techniques right, trying to figure out the details if the coach showed any. Otherwise, 
Just ask if you don't understand anything. Just don't be super stiff and give your partner the possibility to do the drill on you. This is usually a part where not a lot, if any, resistance is required. And it should be a training exercise for both of you so you can get as many repetitions in as possible to really try to get your body and your muscles to understand how the move is being performed. After the technique part, in some beginner classes, it might be over. Maybe you do some stretching, a bow, and that's it. In other classes, sparring might follow. The sparring can be done in very different ways. In some schools, they do it from standing. So both of you are standing, trying to get each other to the ground. If you don't know how to do it, please ask the coach what you should do. Maybe they will help you or also your partner. In other schools, people start from the knees. So both partners are on the knees and one will usually try to pass the other one's guard or play guard. But this will really be depending on the level of partners that you have and on what the school is teaching at the moment. And the third option is positional sparring. That's usually done in a position that's been taught in class. So for example, close guard, one is on the bottom, one is on top, and then you try to do the move that's been taught or whatever the coach told you you should do. Usually in sparring, we don't fight until the death. It's a controlled life sparring exercise where you should of course use some strength but it's much more important to use the technique in the beginning what i've seen a lot and probably also done a lot is using a lot of strength where there's lack of technique but that's actually the worst you can do because it's highly likely that you either injure yourself you just put a massive strain on your body and you just have huge muscle eggs the next day and you're not going to be performing a lot of techniques. So really try to be controlled, try to do the techniques that you've learned and not use too much force, especially against smaller and weaker opponents. The sparring is not there to dominate each other. It's about learning with each other and giving each other chances to actually learn what you've done. Of course, this is where resistance is required, but if you're a 100 kilo guy or 200 pound guy and you're rolling with somebody who's 60 kilos or 130 pounds, then don't use all of your strength, even if the other guy is putting you into bad positions, because it's just about the techniques and about learning. Try to not use explosive movements and weird turns and highlight moves from the UFC that you've seen or slamming people to the ground. Just try to be calm and controlled and mostly focus on not spending too much energy. Of course, you should move. You should try to not get submitted. Try to keep your elbows and arms closed. Try to protect your neck. This is the very first task that I could recommend you to try to achieve. Not get submitted. You're not going to be able to use a lot of submissions in your first class or in your first classes because you just simply don't know the techniques really. So... What I can recommend you to focus on first is to really work on your defense and try to be a good training partner. After the sparring, sometimes there will be stretching. Uh, in other gyms, they don't do that. Make sure to take a shower, either in the gym or at home, to prevent infections and skin diseases. This never happened to me, but 
I heard it happen to others, also mostly in other gyms, but make sure to just stay clean and uh, yeah, have a healthy skin. If you're having any rashes after training, please let the coach know because maybe there's infection going around and don't show up to the gym and roll when you're having any kind of infections or diseases or ringworm stuff, whatever. Just don't do that to yourself and then the training partners because usually that has big consequences for the gym and you don't want those. If there's not been any stretching during the class, I recommend you to do some yoga. I really like uh, yoga for Cassandra. There's a lot of free videos on YouTube. It really helps me to keep my body intact after a lot of training and it also helps you with your flexibility. Most likely you'll be very sore the next day, but that's kind of normal and yeah, I hope that you enjoyed the podcast and also your first class. Please shoot me a DM via Surviving White Belt on Instagram, how you like the podcast, what else you would like to know, what questions you still have, other topics that I should cover. Please also follow Surviving White Belt on Instagram. And if you liked that episode, please leave a five-star review on Spotify. Thank you and until next time. <laughs>